0: Thank you Hello everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show live in 2021. Spoke Lucian jinxed it because he said no green 2021, and if you are watching on the uh, Twitch, then you know how green my face is right now. But I think Lucian is the one with egg on his face. <laughs> Insert laugh I am. track here.
1: Okay, because it just blipped and then went off as if it was just trolling me. I think somebody has control of my computer. That must be what it is. Uh, Somebody on the outside,
0: strong possibility, is
1: messing with me completely. But welcome
0: Uh, to 2021.
1: 2021, first Um, show. It's the second day. We survived the first day already, so that's a that's a plus.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you gotta get gotta get through that first day. That's what I said to my son this morning. I'm like, congratulations, (laughs) you made it one day into 2021. Good job. You haven't fallen fallen apart yet.
1: We're gonna double our effort for today. If we make it past two days, and we'll oh, triple our effort three exactly. days. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: it can only go up, right?
1: Yeah, it can only go up. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So uh, we talked about this last week, uh, but it's yeah. a new year, and people were kind of. We were talking what of our New Year's resolutions gaming wise, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Lucian correctly pointed out that it was probably a good idea that we do that next week because we hadn't thought of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were we were thinking about it, and so we wanted to talk about. Um, and I, I called it our personal gaming aspirations because I think last year,
1: um, mm-hmm. and
0: maybe I guess I could look at the notes from last year because we still have them. But last year, I really wanted to stream a game online. Like, yeah. and I did that and I was very excited for that. And I think I wanted to publish another thing on the DMs Guild and I did not do that. Um, got yeah, about halfway with that. that. Still. still have that project sitting in my <laughs> notebook somewhere. Uh, but uh, if, and then I and then you were talking how you wanted to do like a game a month and go see a go to all of the conventions possible and things like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess I want to know what 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 do you want to do for twenty twenty one? I mean, hypothetically, we're going to get maybe back to normal around like <laughs> summer, but I yeah. I'm also not putting all my eggs in that basket, so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this year would be a big convention year, but I mean, maybe we rolled our money over for Gen Con. So if they announce, hey, everybody's doing their vaccinations, things are going pretty good. I guess if I have a vaccination by then, it's not as big a deal to go to, if I know me and my family have it, to maybe go to a convention at that point. Yeah. Because then you're just going to get normal convention crud versus convention crud that'll come back and, you know, harm somebody in the household. so. And we rolled our money over, so do we, you know, and that's in that August time frame. So it's definitely plenty, plenty long away. Yeah. So I think I, I want to maybe go back to Gen Con. Hopefully it's not dead. Maybe we just missed a single year and they can do it this year and they can make it work. Um So that is an aspiration this year to get to Gen Con if possible. I will definitely, if not, play Gen Con online again this year. That was something I did. Last year, and had a lot of fun, and I want to put a little bit more effort into this year playing it again, or maybe I'll run it. Maybe that's one of the things I'll do is I'll run a game at Gen Con. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what I'm going to put on my list. Gen Con 2021. Run a game online, or definitely attend if it's going to be live again because it was such a good time.
0: Um, I'll be dropping
1: frames. No, don't do that. While you're dropping frames, I'm dropping hits. Um, No, I'm not. Uh, I also think... (laughs) It was really ambitious to try to play an RPG every single month, which made, in my mind, twelve. it's only 12 projects, right? Because there's only 12 months. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think maybe shortening that down, but I definitely want to play something other than d d this year. I want to dive into one other RPG pretty deep this year. i still playing Dungeons of Dragons, still keeping up on all the stuff that's going on. I'm still in my big campaign, which I think is going to go for this whole entire year. So continue to do that, which is fun. Um, but I feel like I need a deep dive into another rule setting of some sort, jumping into another, you know, whether it's a, a Monty Cook thing and just dive back into mm-hmm. all the fans and all the, you know, the groups that talk about that stuff and maybe jump into some of the, st- you know, really get involved with the community of yeah. that Mm-hmm. Um, RPG whatever it might be maybe it's a Pathfinder see how that community is going just kind of see how the other communities are see the people that are in them see the people that are talking about that stuff see the games that are being played and where like you dived into the DCC stuff do you feel like you've tapped into the DCC community you know and is there that group of people now that you you know like we 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 hang out with James and stuff a little bit but he's big into DCC right now and so he's kind of doing that same thing hmm so yeah, I think I, that's I,
0: one. I think I have. Uh, well, I, I definitely have my DCC friends. Yeah, and um, and like I I follow uh, James, who's I live for crits, and he does yep, really Judge James. He does really cool stuff. I listen to the podcast. Uh, my my friend Lex Mandrake, he's big into the OSR as well, and and he mm-hmm. likes Dungeon Crawl Classics. And well, and uh, Ben likes OSR and Ben, I mean yeah. Ben's just a Ben Milton is a a, a plethora of information on all <laughs> OSR stuff. He's really good. Um. Oh yeah, surprised that there's no alert in the, the yeah, sorry there uh Shozama. 85. I usually put in um an alert uh but I forgot this morning in the Discord. Um but yeah, we I I so I have my DCC friends and then there's I'm in a couple of other communities that um they're like, "Oh, you're, you know, YouTuber Jordan. Uh we like DCC as well. Come hang out with us." And so there's a couple of Discords that I'm in. Nice. Um which actually will bring me to uh, through that Discord, I made a friend who runs DCC, but he's actually going to run um, a system called Basic Fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, which is an open source RPG that is heavily inspired from the older uh, 1980s basic expert d d stuff. Um, and he's going to run me in a game next Friday, which will be exciting. Sweet. Felix so, is excited. And too. Felix really wants to go into the crawl space because he has learned about it now, but he's not allowed. Nah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. And do you have like your money cook friends or do you have uh, like uh, well, your my money cook people? friend
1: was funny enough was James. James yeah, yeah he's really to introduced yeah. me. He played some games. I got to meet some of his friends. Then he introduced me to the Monty Cook crew, which is how I ended up um, running games for them at Gen Con. Oh, that's right. That first year I went and it was kind of through him that I kind of started meeting that whole community and then got to talk to some of those people. And there's a lot of people that do that. Um, so that's that one for sure. For the Monty Cook group, I've kind of been in that community a little bit. There were they were using like a Google Facebook to kind of uh, or like a Google Plus group or something that has yeah. died out recently. And James kind of moved on to DCC stuff more than he was doing his Monty Cook stuff, which was about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. The other group I dived into big was um, the Magpie group, uh, Magpie Games, which does masks and some of the um, Powered by the Apocalypse games that have been fantastic, Urban Shadows. And yeah. I love masks to death, masks, a new generation to death. And I got to meet those the people that write those books. They're a small kind of you know, RPG writer there's a, there's a passionate group behind them. So it's always fun to dive into another group of people that are passionate about the RPG they play. Cause there's so many rooms. Like when we were walking around at Gen Con and you would see all the rooms that would have big things up. Here's the DCC room. Here's, you know, Monty cook's room and they're running 20 tables. And then there's, you know, there'd be something else out there, like, you know, some swashbuckling. I, I kept remember walking by one that was like a, a high seas piratey kind of one that was in there. And there was like 50 tables in there. Mm-hmm. And there's Tons of people play in the game, and then you know you might see just all these different types of RPGs that are out there. That there's this big fan base that's that's around it, and D and D is one of them. And Pathfinder, the Pathfinder presence at any one of these conventions can be as big or bigger than d and D presence. At times <laughs> well, it, when yeah. they're running their live campaign stuff and their their what do they call them? Um, I forget. Living the world kind of na- stuff. Yeah, they have a name for yeah. There, oh, Pathfinder
0: Society is what you're thinking. Yeah, of. yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, specifically, I was hanging out with Ted last last Gen Con I was able to go to, and mm-hmm. he was just we were talking about like it's sad that Wizards doesn't have a presence at Gen Con anymore, um, mm-hmm. and they just I guess they feel like they don't need to, um, and I don't know how expensive it is, but uh, it's it's so big, and if they really double down on their Adventure League rules. Which are kind of in chaos now, and I didn't. We don't need to talk about that because I don't know enough about it. But I know that people (laughs) in the in Reddit are really upset. Um, But what uh, Reddit's upset? Exactly. Hold on. (laughs) But. Yeah, so Ted was just like check out this room and we went into a Pathfinder Society and it was one of the biggest rooms at Gen Con. I I didn't even know that room was there. Super organized and very yeah. organized. Tables yeah, yeah. everywhere. People doing all kinds of stuff. People playing epics, people playing just a regular adventure really. I mean, and I yeah. was like this is awesome. Um and mm-hmm. and go paizo for doing that like they're they're actually really leaning heavily into their community and that's awesome uh i I, it's just one of those things where i'm like why aren't you doing this wizards but i don't know
1: yeah yeah it's like there's a community group that runs that stuff because even here in my my hometown which is a pretty small town we have our own little gaming convention that sits at the top of western michigan university and it's super small and half of it was devoted to Pathfinder Society. Like the group there organized it, ran games all day. Everything else was one table of this or one person doing that and mm-hmm. one person playing a D&D game or one person playing. And I ran a couple of games there that were, I did a mass game and I did a um, a Power by the Apocalypse game. But they had the other half of the room and they their community group that was organizing their, their society games was top notch. Like it was going at a small, small convention. Plus when I went to packs unplugged their room was gigantic when i went to um the one that's up in wisconsin i'm forgetting the name of it gary con Mm. uh big presence so it was like they have a community presence that's around that i wish some of the other gaming groups did i wish monty cooks was a little bit bigger i wish some of these even just indie ones that are playing the you know whether it's i wish um uh the guys from but i guess they're in england so it makes it hard to do but Um, modifius has a ton of great games and if they had a great modifius room where they were running lots of different modifius star Trek and you know john carter of mars and conan games and you know whatever that'd be really fun so was it um
0: (laughs) yeah because they've got a the dune rpg they're working on right now yeah yeah just so Uh, many good ones which the books look really awesome uh was it um was it uh unmade gaming uh mike Um, was he the one that was telling us that his favorite RPG publisher is Free League? Or am I making that up? I think that's what he said when we had him on. I like
1: Free League, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I was asking him, like, what type of game... And when and he was a guest here and that I'm thinking back to that, but I was asking him like, well, what type of RPG do you like? And he's like, I'll tell you, like, I like anything by this publisher, and I think it was Free League. Yeah, and I've been reading um Free League. <laughs> yeah. I've been reading Forbidden Lands. Uh that's the the RPG that I've been checking out lately. Um it's over there somewhere. Lucian will find it. Anyway. I know it's over there. <laughs> Yeah, it's right down there. Um, But that one is a a fantasy that's a really, really good integration of uh, here's a fantasy world and here's our system. And they kind of they help each other. Numenera does that very well, too. Like here's Mm -hmm. Numenera and here's the system or the world and the system really are a good marriage between the two. And the box set's awesome, too. Uh, yeah. The box set. And I want to try, uh, I would like to try Forbidden Lands in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through some of my RPGs, and I think 2021 is when I am going to finally run Invisible Sun. Because <laughs> I have all of this what? Invisible Sun stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to play it for so long, and I haven't tried at all. So I'm gonna, I thought this was
1: going to be the year of a spelljammer campaign. No. <laughs> Maybe that, uh, that you ran. <laughs> but no, I
0: really want to play other systems as well and I want to I want to play Invisible Sun. Um mm-hmm. but I I I could try that one online but I really think I want to play it at the table uh or if I do online I don't want to stream it. I just want to have like let we can all figure this out together without pressure to be entertaining kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, so that one might be later in the year. So, but Yeah. And then I was just looking at, like, I still haven't played Tales from the Loop, and I really want to do that. And then Coriolis looks really good, and there's just a lot of... Anyway, Free makes good stuff, but not sponsored. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: love reading their books. I mean, any books, really. Just when you get into an RPG book, there's something about reading it that your mind starts to think about the adventures you could have, the campaigns you could run, the characters you could create, the things that you could do if you just could find some friends that could spend, you know, a Wednesday evening or a Thursday evening for a couple of hours and you could all, you know, play this. Whatever game it is, fantasy, sci-fi, modern day, whatever. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stories out there that could be really fun. So that's why I love reading those books. I think that's why I still do a lot of kickstarters. That's my other thing on my list. For me, I should probably wrote my list down, but my list is help revive Gen Con in any way I can, which is going to it or running a game if it's only online again. Um, I want to dive deep into another community of RPGs. I might probably try to dive into the Modifius group, because I think I've done Monty Cook pretty well. I've done Magpie Games. I could do Path- I Maybe Pathfinder. I don't know. I'm still on the fence on that one. Um, but I, I like that idea of trying those new games. And so those are my two. And then yeah, I don't know if I want to put any shows up, promise any shows yet, because I'm still... At that point where that's a lot of work, like you, we were just talking just before the show, you're, we were talking about, hey, what can we do different? You're like, no, I'm already super busy. I can't do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so you you realize that when you come up with a project idea or you decide to commit to something, that there's a, a chunk of work that already has to fit in to the stuff that you're already doing. So I don't know if there's anything else I want to to jump into, but I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. on the channel something so there's there's a list there that I don't know what I'm going to do yet but unnamed undetermined or to be determined show of some sort online I'll stream you know I want to stream something do something of some sort so those are my three that I had for my list I noticed your list we you were kind of spiced them in there as you as you were talking yeah, but no. Give us so, your real list now. Yeah, yeah give us your real uh,
0: list. I I really want to run Invisible Sun, and that whether yeah. that's uh I have a I have a one shot that I could run, and so but it's it's finding the right people, mm-hmm. and and I I think about some of my gamer friends where I'm like I I don't think this is the game for them, Uh mm. and that's fine. Like there are a lot of games that are not the game for you, but I I do have a few friends that are. Uh, they they enjoy RPGs okay. Um, one of them that I'm thinking of in particularly has has never played but loves weird abstract stuff. And so mm-hmm. I think like that would be the game to get them in. And right. they're just oh, and I can do all, of, you know and, and it, it is so it's so bizarre, but it, it would be a lot of fun. And I just feel awkward because I spent a lot of money and I had a lot of fun reading through all the books. And although the price of Invisible Sun is high, you're also mm-hmm. getting like everything. Uh, but it's a little hard because I could have picked up just one book and flipped through it and said, Ooh, this is going to be, this is going to be a little difficult for me to run right now. So I'll shelve that, you know, $20 book and buy the rest later. If I find a group instead, I bought everything because that's how it's
1: packaged. And well, now, and I'm, are yeah. you talking about a 5e invisible Run, or Are you talking about an original edition that it came out in invisible run uh, invisible sun, sun which yeah. is the
0: money cook game. Yeah. Not a five E anything. Oh, oh, the RPG Invisible Sun.
1: The RPG. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. (laughs) I don't know why I was thinking of. um, I was thinking of a campaign world, not the RPG. Oh yeah, no, no, the
0: straight up the RPG. That's what I want to do.
1: I want to run, which is its own world. But
0: yeah, I want to run Invisible Sun. Did you
1: buy the cube? Yeah. Oh, so you got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's
0: like a $300 cube, and I totally bought it, like, last couple years ago or something, and it's just
1: been sitting there. And I've read all of the books, and it's really awesome, but I haven't (laughs) run it What was in my mind was Dark Sun.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The cover of
1: Dark Sun. I was like, oh, he wants to run a Mad Max game. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So how are you going to do that? And then I realized.
0: (laughs) No, but D&D-wise, I want to run my homebrew world that I spent the last month creating, and I want to, like, define that some more. So uh, there is there is the the push to do that um and whether that will be um an online game with uh like streamed i haven't decided yet mm-hmm. uh because it's weird like i like i like streaming but the pressure to be entertaining is odd for me and i and i don't yeah. know if other people feel that but i feel like i have to be like i don't like dead air i like i want to just I want to keep it going. And when I have to stop and look up a rule, I get frustrated with myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this happened last night when we were playing DCC, where I'm like, oh, I have to look up this table. I don't know where this table is. I feel underprepared. I don't like this. But Mm -hmm. if I'm just casually with my friends, you know, they can talk about movies for a half hour while I, like, find the right rule or something.
1: Yeah. Now, is Indigar Um, a campaign that's your campaign world? You spent 30 days doing it, so you're done. mm -hmm. But was this a campaign world you were building as a campaign world to share with other dungeon masters and your overall dream is that people are running campaigns in Indigar? Or was this, I need my own, I'm just doing my own, I don't care if anybody else ever uses it, but I need it for mine, which, what uh, you got on that scale? A little of both.
0: I think originally when I was both. coming yeah. up with it, I was like, oh, I like this. Um, mm-hmm. It would be fun to have uh, another... Okay, so I think a lot of the fantasy role-playing settings, like Forgotten Realms, uh, Eberron, and things like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the the main difference is how you interpret magic. You know, in and, and Forgotten Realms, magic is like, okay, anyone can kind of, well, not anyone, but like there's wizards and there's lots of stuff and like magic mm-hmm. can be harmful or whatever. And yeah. then uh, in Eberron, you have like, uh, magic is our friend and we use it for all kinds of stuff and we've taken it to the nth degree and that's caused problems and then you have Dark Sun where like magic is evil and magic created mm-hmm. all of this desert because it literally sucks just its bad this mm-hmm. terrible wizard this evil like lich wizard king is yeah. ruling over us and it's <laughs> awful and so I I wanted to build a world that's kind of like an in between Forgotten Realms and Dark Sun but not mm-hmm. full on the world is in Um, this terrible place. Uh, So that's where I was going with Endegar, And it kind of, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this would be fun to try and Kickstarter and publish. And like, you know, who knows? If I could raise uh, $3,000 or $5,000 on Kickstarter, I could easily Mm -hmm. hire an artist, get some really cool art, uh, find someone to help me with the layout, and then uh, make a book and a PDF and and call it good. And that would be fun because I've never done a Kickstarter. I thought it would be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, as I finished it, I found out that, I, well, it's just a lot of, there's a lot going in. So I need to do a lot more work on it after this 30-day challenge. I realized that, <laughs> which is good that I did this. Um, mm-hmm. So for right now, I think it's for me. And it's just for me to play in and kind of explore and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, make the world bigger in the sense of I need to generate a whole bunch of NPCs and then place them down in certain cities and I need to make those cities and why are these cities here and things like that. So mm-hmm. that if somebody did want to use it as a resource, it's a prepared resource, you know. Um, and right. so this might be a long time down the road, but yeah. so. but I think the the best way to make this happen is to play in it. Because I would I would be very upset if I bought a campaign setting that like nobody had a previous adventure in, you know?
1: Um, <laughs> they just made it to make it.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you think about it, and and there are those campaign settings like people, Uh, not necessarily with D&D, but, you know, people want to play in the Alien universe or they want to play in the Dresden Files universe. But those universes already have stories told in them from Mm -hmm. movies and stuff like that. But if I just, or, and people like novels, like The Lord of the Rings is a great campaign setting because it already has this story going on. Uh, But if I were to just be like here, you're like, I don't know, you know, and it's, I don't know. I wonder if that's actually, now that I think about it, I bet that's a great reason why Uh, they paired novels with um, campaign settings back in the day, you know? Um, You had the Forgotten Realms novels, and then you also had... Yeah, yeah, you had Forgotten Realms, and then you also had, like, Dark Sun novels, and actually, they made, like, Diablo II novels and things like that, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that is true. So, yeah. Um, And then, finally, I want to work on uh, my Open D6 uh, hack that I'm working on, uh, which Mm -hmm. is... I'm trying to take the open D six uh, system, um, which is an RPG that is open source and anybody can use, and you can reflavor it however you want. And I've been, I've been whittling away at it to be, uh, what I actually want in a playtest. And it was actually a couple days ago that I had like a fake fight with the rules that I've made so far. And I put like, I'm like, okay, this guy's fighting this guy. And I would like roll my D sixes. And I was just kind of like seeing if the math worked out and the, what worked in my head to see if it worked on the table. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, and I need to. I have a lot more writing to do with that, but uh, it's kind of like a balance. Like when I when I get a little burnt out with Endegar writing, I'm like, oh, I'll like work on this open thing, and I get re-energized, and then it kind of tips back the other way. So yeah. So those are my awesome. three big things. My gaming aspirations is uh, I know that I'll always play Five E because there's just a lot of Five E games available, mm-hmm. but I want to run a homebrew Endegar Five E game. I want to run Invisible Sun. Maybe like a monthly game. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, but like a monthly game for six or seven sessions would be perfect. Like that would be a lot of fun yeah. just to like sink my teeth into it and actually play it. Um, and then I want to like really play test this Open D6 game. Wait, so, run
1: Invisible Sun or play Invisible Sun? Oh, I'm going to run it because I don't know okay, anybody yeah. that'll run it for me. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay. No. laughs> Yeah, they're hard to, d- d- people to run that, they call it the Game Master in that one. I haven't read through that one. Um, before, but what do it's hard to it? find. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, certain systems, you just have to accept the
0: fact that if you're interested in this, you're the one. You're going to run it. (laughs) Um, And I think about that happens a lot. Uh, It happened with Dungeon Crawl Classics and it happened with uh, a lot of things.
1: That's why we're here, I think, is that we decided that at, we couldn't find good enough games to get in where we could just be players all the time so it just made sense i'm just going to have to run the game if i'm going to be in this hobby yeah. at all so, and then it just builds from there Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah um i was thinking of uh like mech rpgs and stuff and uh lancer, oh, lancer and like lancer's so cool um and then uh the mecha hack i was reading that a couple days ago and that's a really cool one too yeah but again i don't have friends that are like die or or super into RPGs and super into mechs that if uh, I found that person and I'd be like, oh my gosh, you'll run this game for me. That's awesome. But in actuality, if I brought it up at a table and I'm like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this like giant robot game. Most of my friends would be like, oh, I'll try that out, you know, Mm -hmm. but like they're not going to seek they're not going to run it because they're not as like gung-ho for it you know yeah
1: so. they're not coming to the table prepared because you've just said oh we're running this yeah here's my robotech FairTech fighter vf-1 i've already <laughs> kitted it out yeah yeah, yeah. you but need my, those players my <laughs> friend uh
0: my, or my game master nathan we were talking about other rpgs and he had a really good thing where he's like i just he he specifically in the new year he's like i don't want to play um, not that D and D 5 E is bad or anything, but he's like, I don't want to play another fantasy setting. Like, he's like, I want to play yeah. call of Cthulhu or I want to play like this world war three, like RPG, or I want to play a space one. He's like, I really want to play in a completely different setting uh, because there was talk of us trying pathfinder two Cause we're all kind of curious mm-hmm. about it. We've never played it, but he's like, I don't, you know, it would be different, but is it different enough from D and D that I'm like, Oh, like, you know, and it's just another generic fan. Like I can cast fireball here and I can cast fireball here. I want yeah. something else where I have to like pilot a ship through an ozone layer on fire or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I agree. Uh, I, I want to play adventures. Call of Cthulhu and things like that. So I think I think going in a different direction and invisible sun would be a very different direction. So, yeah, but that's it. That. Those are my my gaming aspirations. Yeah. Uh, then, I mean, we're already at a half hour mark, but hey, we're talking. Um, we had a uh, DM from uh, our Discord gave us yeah. a really good question. Um, what do you want for D&D 5e in 2021? Mm-hmm. And so, if you're on YouTube, uh Nerd Immersion and WebDM specifically each made a video about this where they're just like, here's what I here's my wish list for like what could happen with the brand of Dungeons and Dragons in 2021. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, this could be anything from like more miniatures, more books, more community engagement, more live events. Uh, What do you what do you want, Lucian? Like what what are your expectations or hopeful expectations?
1: I'm hopeful that this is the year 2021 that we get to see the animated shows that I know that have been getting worked on, whether it's I know Box Machina has been going and they did their Kickstarter. I don't know if they're ready to release or when that happens, but I'm hoping it's this year. No, I, I have shaking. no idea
0: now that I think <laughs> about it. I guess you could go to the Kickstarter. They probably are doing updates and stuff. They probably,
1: that. yeah, they probably mentioned that, but I also thought there was a DD cartoon being worked on. That's not them. Oh, so I'm yeah. thinking like an animated show on Netflix. Cause they do a ton of animated, really fun shows. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a, and not one built just for kids, maybe maybe one that has adult tones to it, maybe one that has some adult themes to it and really dives in, really does justice to uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but in an animated form so that people that can look at that and go, oh. That's what you guys have been doing on yeah. Wednesday night. He's like, "Yeah, we, we have to explain it, we have to describe it all, but that's really what's going on. Really cool fights and cool magic stuff happening and, and lots of cool dungeons being dealt and dragons and being overcome, yeah. you know. Yeah, just really cool stuff. Like some of those cutscenes like the the Baldur's Gate 3 cutscenes when you're jumping into that game and it's showing the stuff that's going on, like a full length of that, you know, series of that would be super cool. I don't know how close we are to that. But that's what I would like. I to think see. animated would be better. Like, yeah, uh, I think so know, too because Chris yeah.
0: Pine has been tied to this D and D movie that they're going to make eventually. Yeah. And so a lot of people were like, "Is Chris Pine the new face of D and D and stuff?" And I was like, that's "I was like, cool. I mean, good for him. He's a fine actor uh, and things like that." But I was like, "I I really wish it was this cool animated character." And I don't know why. I wonder if it's just going back to. I can immerse myself when I, in the world a little better when I don't see all of the CG, like, and so that's why animated is kind of fun for me because it's like, it's all the same. And, but I, I really feel like a, a, you know, series that's like here, 10 episodes of this D and D show. And then, uh, and I was talking to you about this in a previous episode of this show where Mm -hmm. they really need to focus on the villains. Like, the heroes could change all the time because that's what heroes do in the D&D world. Yeah, they're any. But, like, Vecna is Vecna. And, you know, this this great lich over here or all of these, like, canonical awesome villains, Tiamat and things like that. Like, those are Mm. the recognizable names that need to pull you in. And then you get to like these characters. But overall, like, we all, you know, and I think back to Critical Role, um, I'm not a big fan of Critical Role. Uh, Not that I don't like it. I do like Critical Role. I'm saying I'm not a big fan because I am not very fanatic for them. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so I don't follow it a a lot, but like I know who Vecna is, you know? And so when they were just like, oh yeah, season one, they
1: were fine. Oh, wow. Like that's a big guy, you know? And so,
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think from what I've seen of their animated stuff that they've shown as far as just their, their little trailer thing, yeah. that all looks really good. It so looks really that's a good. show I would watch. I that's would a watch show it I would get in it into. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Amazon picked it up already for further uh, seasons right. based so off I'm of how thinking. successful the Kickstarter was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm hoping for that this year. Um, Book wise, what am I looking for? Book wise, I'm looking for a new campaign setting. I, I don't think I'll ever, ever, ever get it, but I really would love to see. A new campaign setting that was devised by the current writers of Dungeons and Dragons mm. versus the current writers, Chris and Jeremy and all of them, always being forced to say, okay, we're going to do Birthright this year. This year we're bringing out Birthright yeah. again. So let's revamp that. Hey, this year we're redoing uh, Curse of Strahd. So let's revamp that. It's all stuff that other writers had created and they're coming along and modernizing for 5e. I want to see them get their own campaign setting. So so sometime down the road, the Gary Gygax gets Greyhawk. We can say Chris Perkins gets this or Jeremy Crawford's setting is this, you know, and we know what that was. And 5e needs its own setting instead of just regurgitating everything that came before it. Although saying that, I also and I'm not this is the controversial one I'll say for this one. I still want more Magic the Gathering tie-in books. I know not everybody likes them. I know not everybody's into bringing in the Magic the Gathering into the Dungeons and Dragons worlds, but I'm a fan think, that that appeals to. I so think Zendikar's I'm, coming. I have it. Yeah, so I, I want that or yeah, I love I love the world of Magic the Gathering. I love the art of Magic the Gathering and to get that stuff into a role-playing game or I they won't do it because it would compete, but if they had their own Magic the Gathering role-playing tabletop game that isn't the card game, I'd be into that too. But I don't think we'd get that. Yeah. Those are the things I would want in 2021 from Wizards of the Coast. Nice. Um, I, those are good. I agree, Taylor. Those are good. Taylor says, Uh, 10 years from now, we're going to look back at 5e and we're going to lament the lack of an original setting. And I think that's true. I don't think we're going to get it. And I think 5e would have been, they did a great job of fine tuning the rule set. They did a great job of making it, um, of expanding the community and making Mm. it bigger and better. And people can come in and learn it and do it. And that whole time they didn't do an original setting to go with it, which is just a a loss. Yeah. And
0: they did for uh, a and it was, it was a really interesting setting and it had its own things, but yeah, for had its own problems. Um, uh, you, what? Oh, you, uh, I was gonna say, oh, you need to watch The Dragon Prince. That's what people are saying
1: in YouTube. Um, oh, yeah, it's on uh, Netflix. Yeah. If right? you have, like, yeah, we're talking about list. a DD
0: show, you should watch yeah, The Dragon yeah, yeah. Prince. And I'm, well, I'm like five or six episodes in, and it's really good. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scottish Elves. That's all I have to say. It's very fun. <laughs> um, so, book wise, I. I want a magic item book. And I know these are, that's kind of silly because you're like, it's a dime a dozen, Jordan, go to DM's guild or something like that. But the DM's guild ones are, some of them are good and it's a good idea to get ideas for magic items. But like, boy, some of them are just not, not balanced. And, and I'm not a fan. Like, I don't know if items need to be balanced per se, because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's fun to give your players this overpowered something or other, but, uh, what I, what I want specifically from a magic item book is uh, a bunch of magic items and then rules on how to make them and price yeah. them. So if you are running a high magic setting and I go to a store, I know how much a ring of protection is worth and not not the weird, I mean, it's like this big. It's like a little blip in the DMG on like, they're worth like a range of, I don't know, 500 to 5,000. And you're like, that's huge. Like that's a huge mm-hmm. range. Uh so it would be fun, and it would be fun to know not how, not just how to make them from a fantasy point. Like it would be cool to have rules of like you have to find a blueprint and you have to do this, and then mm-hmm. go scour magical items, and then a three day ritual. You have a plus one sword. Uh, but also from a DM standpoint, here's the formula we use to say a legendary item will have this, this, and this, and a common item will have this, this, and this. So yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, and, like, if it's a small weapon that you can throw, it's going to do a D4 of damage. If it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, a long sword, t- you can do a D8 of damage. And, yeah, so... That is something I would like to see. I would also like to see a Forgotten Realms sandbox book. So not another adventure, but something like Storm King's Thunder. Campaign setting book. <laughs> um, a can- Well, yeah, a campaign <laughs> setting book. But I don't know if I fully need a campaign setting book, but I would like... uh. If you just wanted to walk around the realms, and what happens if I run into this hex? And that's why I say sandbox. So yeah. if I am running, let's say I'm running, uh, I don't know, Icewind Dale or Storm King's Thunder or something like that set in the realms, Baldur's Gate, then when my players go left, I can I know what's over there, and that's that mm-hmm. would be fun to just have this big thing that you could explore, or so. something
1: that helps me create what's over there. Yeah, okay. exactly.
0: Yeah, um, so just a, a sandboxy book I think would be a lot of fun, just for
1: yeah, just yeah, for like DMs that. and very
0: useful. And then it also could double as because wizards likes to double books. Like here's here's an adventure and some lore. Here's a monster book and some lore. You know things like that. They don't they don't just mm-hmm. give you the lore book because they I think they know that that won't sell as well. Um, but, uh, if it was a Forgotten Realms campaign guide slash here's all these mini adventures you can go on in the world of the Forgotten Realms, that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also like a manual of the planes and it's weird because we have so many and it's good, but like to really solidify the
1: Feywild
0: Shadowfell, which is a 4E thing in now in 5E and just how it all interacts and... You know who actually rules which layer of hell in Avernus mm-hmm. in this current timeline? Uh, it would be it would be cool to just have um, an actual yeah like and, yeah. and here are the ways to get there and here are the adventures you can have there. Kind of like a sandbox thing that I was talking about earlier. Like if I go to you know uh, the Modron place, I can't remember uh, anyway. If I go to home of the Modrons, here's an adventure I can have there. Uh, Mechanus, thank you. <laughs> Mechanus. Um, so yeah, those are the three that I want. Yeah, so. I could only think of
1: sigil when that popped in my head, I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not it.
0: Oh, so four E didn't have a full setting. Just the Netir Veil is what people are saying. Oh, I thought that was the setting because it changed the uh, it changed the astral plane to the astral plane and the elemental chaos, and the abyss was in the elemental chaos, and all of that all of that changed in four E. Not a fight or not a third edition tree of life thing that sprang. Like they rebuilt all of that. So I thought that that and the gods were all different and stuff. So I thought it was a whole new setting, but
1: maybe I'm wrong. So I and that's I- during I- the time of like the cataclysm, right? Where they decide to. Is that in third edition or is that fourth edition where they introduce the the big tear into the forgotten realms and magic goes all wonky and.
0: Yeah. The- yeah. The spell plague. Yeah. The spell plague. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that—that's we were. So they were saying that uh, Netcher Vale was a location. It wasn't a, um, like a whole campaign know. setting. But I was thinking that that's what I thought was the whole campaign setting because of the shakeup to the gods and things like that. So, but I got gotcha. you wrong. Um.
1: Anyway. I bet we'll get a Jordan video after all. I should. I should
0: that. probably do a video on <laughs> Netcher vale. That'd be interesting. Um. And then last but not least, I'd love uh, more community involvement in live events, but I think that's because I'm biased and I
1: just want to get invitations to go to cool things. So <laughs> that's all. I, I want that for you too. Um, you know, it's funny off those two lists that's we didn't mention that I think would have been mentioned in any other year, but this one uh, was, we probably would have been saying stuff like, oh, more more class stuff, more subclass yeah. stuff. and the, But all of a sudden... I think we both are at that point where we feel like, okay, I think there's a pretty good amount. I don't think I need a book of yeah. 22 no, more I'm, subclasses. I'm at the point, I think I'm, I'm pretty yeah.
0: good. <laughs> I'm at the point where, with with subglasses and extra abilities and, and uh, feats and spells stuff. Oh. and things like that, to a to an extent, uh, I feel anything. I feel like I almost need to restrict now. Like if I'm going to run yeah. a game, I'm like, here are the races I don't want in this. And, you know, and and not, not, not classes necessarily because everybody wants to, I want to play this. And it's like, okay, we'll find out how to make your weird shadow sorcerer work. That's not a problem. Mm
1: -hmm. But,
0: uh, yeah, there's, there's so many options now that uh, I feel like you could be a fighter, rogue, bard, and you're all playing a thief. You know, depending, like, you're all, you're all a different kind of thief, but you could all, you could all play that thief using any of those. And so it's kind of, I don't know, it'd be interesting to do like a thieves guild where it's like, no, we're all thieves, but he's the sorcerer thief and he's this thief. And they all use their skills for thievery because that's kind of how uh, fifth edition has gone in a way. So,
1: yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. So So those are for what we're looking forward to. Those are the things that we're hoping to see. Those are the things that we're hoping to do. That brings us over to what normally would be our next segment which was bardic inspiration but i threw a curveball at uh jordan this morning and i said how about for 2021 we maybe bring it over to the community and we say hey what if we want to change this section into something because we've been doing campaign setting ideas campaign ideas are things we've been inspired by and so we've done at least 45 50 of those or more Over all the different sessions, I mean, we're on episode 145, and I can't even remember when we introduced Bardic inspiration. Um, But it's been a lot of ideas, and I think that's great and cool. But it's also we could use a list. Yeah, I should have. I'm not going to go back to notes. I guess I yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but you don't write half the time, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, I I have it in my head a lot of times. Um, So we thought, well, one, what could we do at this section that you guys think would be cool? Um, A couple of things we were throwing out there were things that might help players, things that might help Dungeon Masters still, but something different. Um, So we have a couple of ideas we have floated around ourselves, but we also wanted to get your guys' feedback on what else we could do with this section and make it something new for 2021. So we're we're evolving the show. The show changes a little bit. And there's there's a feel to 2020 was this type of show, and then maybe 2021 has a little bit of different structure in it and a little bit different things going on in it. Things that you guys want to hear about, uh, you know. So tell us some of your ideas. What a good segment might be. The segment for Bardic Inspiration for me was always designed to be something that me and Jordan could talk about for about ten to fifteen minutes within the show, and it would inspire or help others be inspired. So that was what it was before. But you guys can think of, you know, here, here, do this segment that's based on this. And this is why you would want to do it. And here's yeah. a cool idea.
0: And it could still be called uh, Barney Um yeah. We were we were things that we were. And, and maybe maybe we won't change it. If you guys really like this, we can still keep yeah. coming up with ideas. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think uh, Lucian just felt that it was like, are we doing a lot of repeats lately? And we probably were. Or we're about our, to. I, uh, I felt or we're like getting to we that point. We yeah.
1: 2021. Yeah. We're... Um,
0: but uh, yeah. So. Just ideas, but one of the things we were talking about is we've both been reading a lot of RPGs, and it's like, what is something from another RPG you could steal or adapt to 5e? That could Um, be a cool section. And things like that. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. So if you have any ideas of what you might be interested in listening to, whether that is uh, coming up with a campaign idea, a mechanic, a Mm -hmm. A uh, player like we were even talking about like how would you make peter pan in dungeons and dragons 5e or something like that uh mm-hmm. let us know in the comments below or in the chat um yeah monster of the week we were talking about that too like what kind we of thought about that actually that would be a uh thank you uh gary um that would be a really cool segment to if we just flipped randomly to a monster. And then it was like, how do you make a
1: campaign around that monster? That could be a lot of fun. I like where your idea is going. Because that's just like the idea is that we're letting the creativity happen. So we're just like it's spontaneous. It's. It's not something that Jordan has to put in twenty hours to get ready for each show every week. That's you know we don't want something that's that crazy, but <laughs> but that's a cool idea. I'd like that idea. So. That if we'd have came up with that ten minutes before the show, we been hearing <laughs> that right now. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe
0: we'll do something like that. Give uh, us your ideas.
1: But yeah, feel free. I mean, I'm not. We're not. We're just Tweet being us. open,
0: is what it is. Uh, we're not yeah. trying to to uh, pressure you guys into making us. Make your own show, Jordan and Lucian. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not what it is. But we just thought, hey, what are you doing? Um, yep. So uh, I guess we, we can. Well, we can talk a little bit about um, some some PC gaming, apparently, because Lucian's been playing some PC gaming. <laughs> um, well,
1: are we at a might? We're going to my games, or do you want to do your games? No, we'll go you ahead and do stuff. yours.
0: That's fine. I'm just right. curious well, what you're playing, and I wanted to talk to you more about uh, Caves of Cued. Of, of Oh, God, yeah. Qu- quad, quad, I don't know well, what it is. Well, this
1: showed up in the mailbox for me. Oh, so wow. I've been reading Warhammer Soulbound, okay. the role-playing game. This is their Age of Sigmar role-playing game that they put out. Uh, Cubicle 7. I love Cubicle 7 people. have been reading through it. I'm a big Warhammer fantasy role-play f- fan, but mm-hmm. I'm also like the 40K world. That is a big world, and too, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, they've they've got novels and stuff.
1: It's crazy. It's huge. And their novels, they've got some really good authors. Dan Abnett, if you haven't read some of that stuff, is a really good writer. So if you pick up some of his uh, 40k stuff, it's really good. But I'm I'm always enamored by it. They've got great artists and it's a great, you know, European look at dark gothic. Mm-hmm fantasy dark gothic sci-fi you know they like to put that dark gothic overreaching stuff into it i love it so i've been reading this a little bit and i'm still going through a little bit of the the realms of tyranoth which is that campaign setting for the genesis system from fantasy flights so those are the two things i've been reading I have them right here next to my desk because i get some time and then this week because our dm australian dm uh is on vacation so we didn't get to play um, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. So we've all been talking about it. the players have been on Discord constantly talking. about. It. <laughs> like we all were there just typing to each other on Tuesday night, which is our normal night, because, you know, it's just so used to us being together that that's what we were doing. And uh, but so I what I also did is I'm reading some of the RPGs I'm looking at. I want to maybe play or try some of these. Um, and the other thing is just trying to go through my Steam list of all the games I buy, like on winter sales and summer sales and autumn sales, because I'll buy stuff that's six and seven and eight dollars and go, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. But now I have like this list of 250 games and I've maybe played a 100 of them, but I still got 150 that I bought and thought this is cool and I haven't got to. So they call normally that the pile time, of shame. I don't know if you yeah,
0: know
1: that. Normally this time I'm diving into my pile of shame <laughs> and slowly working through because if I bought it, I have to play it. That's my my rule. I don't know when I'm going to get to it. I don't know if I'll ever catch up. So I've been playing some of those things and I've gotten some of my racing games off of my list. I bought The Crew 2 a while back. Um, I bought some... Um, uh, mud runners which is another kind of simulated game running through swamps and muds with trucks and stuff a lot of a lot of simulation driving games with my controller which i've, I've been into for this week and then fantasy wise i've been looking at i watched matt coville play on uh, new year's eve night he played net hack yeah <laughs> with his community and i was into that and so i've got that page up because i was thinking about downloading net hack and going through and playing it because that's like that's as Dungeons and Dragons as you can get, um, but we were also talking about Caves of Cud, which looked really good, yeah. and then there's some other ones like Children of Morta, and there's a lot of games in that genre. That's a, that isolated top-down game. It's RPG style, um, and you usually have like your your Japanese style. Version of that, which is your Final Fantasies and your Dragon Quests and all that, but then but there is another group that's the non kind of Eastern culture influence on that, which are the like the Caves of Cud and the uh, Undungeon and these other ones that are are interesting isometric RPGs that are out there. So I've been looking at a bunch of those. So Steam has kept me busy over the last week, and I've been doing a bunch of those. I'm excited to get back to Dungeon of the Mad Mage. I I can't remember if we're on for next Tuesday or not but we had just finished up beating Xanathar. So when we come back, that was like our, our episode finale was the fight with Xanathar nice. and then we beat him. And then we get to come back in the aftermath of what what happens when you beat Xanathar and what's gonna happen from then on. So we are excited to get back to that and get back to doing some games and stuff. Cool. So, but what about Jordan? So you've had this whole holiday, your your games have been on hiatus as far as I remember.
0: Yeah, uh well, I I actually can I, I started playing um my Wildmount game again, which has been fun. Oh, um Josh, and then Josh, yeah. uh, but Rod of Seven Parts is done and complete. So I haven't ran a game since Dece- since uh, early December. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been uh nice. And then you know, mostly of December I've been doing a video a day, which was insane. Uh and I'm very proud of Tell myself. Tell us about that it's, whole thing. 30, well, it's, 30 it's re- videos, yeah. Right? F- 30, 30 videos. I actually did 31 videos because November 30th, I released a video. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and then I started the challenge on the 1st. So mm-hmm. I would always record it the evening before, edit it, and then get it up there. And, and yeah, and it just kind of became a... uh, in, So in my mind, I was going to do a bunch of videos at once. so I'm like okay this Saturday I'm gonna hammer out like two or three challenges and right. then I'll have three videos banked and I can get some other stuff done and it'll be and that never worked out. It was always like <laughs> it's 9 pm I gotta do this yeah. uh, but it was it was good. it was a fun little challenge and I had a good time with it. Um, it I, I ended up using this web writer challenge which is more for novels mm-hmm. and that didn't translate to uh, a fantasy setting as much as I wanted it to. Uh, because there were a lot of there were a lot of days where we were supposed to focus on um, the characters and the plots, and I shifted those to working on like NPCs and stuff. But in the mm-hmm. end, I'm like, your players are the heroes. They're the ones coming up with their backstory, and you know, yeah. I'm not doing that for them. Uh, right. But I I needed I realized that I I said, but you need to have tools for them to create a backstory. So if they want to be the urchin kid then who are they working with? Like who, what happened to their parents and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And so was there a war, you know, and so I was coming up with stuff like that. Um, It was, it was exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, in, in the end, I am happy I did it, and I am happy that I can say that I do it. But I uh, did it. But I'm I'm excited to get back
1: to doing just some
0: like regular lore videos again. It'll be fun.
1: So so, so. no other thirty day challenge on the horizon at the uh, moment. No, not on the saying? horizon. But <laughs> we
0: have been talking. The there's been a, a small but really active community that was engaged with the Endegar world building, and mm. they don't, didn't want it to end. So I think what we'll do is if I start playing games in Endegar, then I'm gonna have like monthly maybe twice a month, uh, little recap videos where I'll be like, yeah. here's the current state of this and we can talk about what I've been changing and what I've been working on and so yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I've been doing that and then um, uh, Indoor Adventure contacted me and said, hey, last year you ran a Dungeon Crawl Classics holiday game um, <laughs> where you know people had to save Christmas. And I was like, yeah, that was fun. And he's like, do you wanna do it again? And I'm like, I actually just bought the uh, Goodman Games dungeon Call classics 2020 holiday special game <laughs> um which is really funny uh and the whole game is that you are it came with pre-generated characters which was, i think was the best part because that was like mrs claus um <laughs> a reindeer named fireball uh a snowman and a um uh like a uh, winter frost guy and his his name was just winter but he was a wizard uh, but he was supposed to be like this evil frost guy um and so our players were just running around like that uh but yeah they they are basically in a claymation dcc special uh,
1: gotcha. where
0: father christmas uh of christmastown is very sick and mm. um he is dying and it is because the yule light is fading um, and so you have to go figure out well what's wrong with the yule light and it turns out that the Grinch has stolen the yule light and he of is course. he's causing all these problems so they had to go on a, a little a bunch of little side quests to find out where the Grinch was and then they they finally got to the Grinch and they had a big battle and it was a lot of fun uh <laughs> and and we had a really good time so yeah it was just a silly little thing you can catch that on the the vods over on Indoor Adventures channel um and thank you again, Mr. Indoor, for letting us uh, run your channel for the evening. Uh, <laughs> and that was with uh, Lex Mandrake and LB Up was in that. Um, Danae Keener and RJ Justice. Uh, oh, they're yeah. That's really the fun people. Crew yeah, them, the regular yeah. crew from Indoor. And then uh, Lex was like, "I want to play DCC." And We're like, "Okay." <laughs> so <laughs> we'll let you play,
1: Lex. <laughs> it was a
0: lot of fun. Um, we had it. We had good times and. Uh, I hadn't run a game in a while. So it was really fun to just like run something, you know? And I, I love, I think DCC is really great for those just silly games like that. Like the Halloween ones are always kind of just silly like that. And there was a new spell called dental mancy where you could cast really good teeth on players. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, But anyway, um, and then uh, my my mount game, uh this this was a fun magic item that I I don't know if it's in Wildmount or if our DM came up with it, but our rogue has this evil dagger and every time she kills somebody with it, like a, a monster or something, uh it it talks to her and it's like, "Oh, that's awesome. Good job." And it just keeps <laughs> like encouraging her to kill more people. And she's like, "Okay, weird dagger, but you're a really good dagger." So, I don't know. Well, we we Finally, we're fighting this uh, cultist tiefling guy and she got the killing blow on him and the dagger started getting like white hot and she dropped it and a demon popped out and then the demon looked at us and then just started running and we're like, what? And so we're trying to catch this thing before it like runs away and we ended up catching it so I think we're gonna try and interrogate it Uh, but along with this tiefling that uh, she killed, he had a giant white dragon with him um, that the cleric banished, so the dragon disappeared, but we'll be back. back in 45 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. So uh, we, we left the game with, in 45 seconds, a giant dragon is going to appear. What do you want to do? And we're all like, mm-hmm. uh. And so we've uh, had a, a week to think about it, so of course I have not thought of it at all. Um, but it'll, no it'll be good, yeah. No plan to just go in guns a blazing. Um, but that'll be a lot of fun to to play in that. We're gonna do that tonight, I think, unless uh, unless we can't play, I'm not sure. So we'll see. Um, yeah. I always hear about like two o'clock whether we're gonna play or not. I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good times. Um, and then Dodger Call Classics is always fun. And then I've just been reading a lot of stuff. Uh, take a drink, yeah, take a drink. Been reading, um the uh, the basic rules and stuff for D&D because that's been kind of interesting to see like where it came from. And then mm-hmm. I was talking about the basic rules because I got these PDFs called Old School Essentials, which is mm-hmm. like a reimagining of the original basic rules. Yep. And so I read through that to kind of get a feel for like, basically, well... <laughs> Obi's here. All right, Obi. Oh, hello, We're Obi. Here. Hi. Yay. But yeah, they took... Uh, Uh, Necrotic Gnome is the publisher and they took the original BX rules for basic expert rules for D and D, but they were, those were written. So uh, convoluted that they basically cleared up all the language and organized it all nice and pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was fun to read that. And then through reading that I found a guy on Facebook that was like, Hey, uh, I'll run you through basic fantasy. And I was like, well, what's that? So then I went and if you Google basic fantasy, there is another open source role-playing game that uh, a community is keeping alive through through writing modules for them and stuff like that. And it's another reimagining of the basic rules. Um, and so he said, well, go. I'm going to run a one-shot tomorrow, which was January 1st. And I'm like, oh, I'm running a DCC <laughs> game that night. I can't. And he's like, okay, how about next Friday? And I'm like, oh, awesome. So next Friday, I'll be playing in this BX game. Um, I need to read the rules a little more thoroughly and probably build a character slash I need to talk to this guy and just understand Mm -hmm. what I'm doing, but I don't know him very well. He's just a a DCC fan that saw that I was reading uh, old school essentials and he wanted to run a game for me. So it'll be a lot of fun. Very cool. So despite not having a game that I'm running, I'm actually been keeping pretty busy. So it's been fun.
1: Very cool. I'm keeping my uh, schedule open just in case LB decides to stream a game. And she needs a player because I heard her making some grumblings about she might run a game. on Oh, it, what? So. <laughs> See?
0: Yeah. LB, you running games? Yeah, uh,
1: maybe. Do you need? Oh, uh, she, she's laughing in chat right now. You need uh, uh,
0: a, <laughs> I don't know, a spunky kobold who likes to steal yeah. things. Yes.
1: <laughs> Spurt. Now, what was their kobold name? Uh, Dirk. Yeah. Dirk. 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 He was a great um, show up.
0: Oh, so much fun. So much fun. She says
1: not until March. All right, oh. I'll put the pressure on her. <laughs> With enough pressure, that's a February easy.
0: Yeah, easy.
1: easy. We can start making characters now, though, right? Yeah, that's exactly. The... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, that'd be fun. So uh, I also, uh, LB, since you're watching, I really want you to run Monster of the Week for me because mm-hmm. that is a game I have never played, and I am after listening to uh, the Adventure Zone. Um, they did uh, a really good rendition of Monster of the Week, and I loved I loved that that story. So I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, but yeah, um, I think that's our show. Again, if you guys have comments, uh, if you want to change up Bardic Inspiration, let us know what you guys want us to chat about. Um, otherwise, we might just start talking about monsters. I kind of like that idea a lot. Yeah, we can talk like about one down. Uh, like the history of the monster slash mostly how would you use this in a, how would, how you, would you build use a campaign it? Yeah. around what it? Could you or a, do or a it? one That's shot or something. That'd be yeah, a lot what of
1: What pops up? What monsters make it are random almost it. to where we don't even know. Like you just open the book and you're like this one. <laughs> oh, you know, if someone, I want to code a, a spinning
0: wheel or something. They have those on Twitch overlays
1: oh, and it would be cool
0: be if we could get like, and it just does page numbers. And then we open the page <laughs> and we're like, okay, we're talking Let's about bronze dragons today. <laughs> I Let's like that it. that'd be a lot of fun uh, we'll see how much time I have because I'm very busy uh, thank you guys so much for watching thank you for liking subscribing um, and all of that Commenting. other stuff we really Tweets. appreciate it um, it really helps out everything tweeting about the show using the mm-hmm. hashtag Saturday morning D&D show uh, and with that we'll be back next week with more 2021 goodness of uh, the Saturday morning d d show goodbye everybody